Here we are, back at it for episode 211 of the Brew Chat Podcast. We're here with Donnie Marsh. He's going to tell us all about the Lookout Comedy Festival. But uh, before we get into that, get on down to Riverside Wine Spirits. they got some whiskey tastings coming up this weekend. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I think. And then Friday, they do the usual uh, growler promo. And Saturday, they're doing the wine promo. So get down there, taste some whiskey. And uh, yeah, try it out. And then also... Go check us out on the Hopped Up Network at thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can also check out the Bitch Beer Podcast and lots of other great beer podcasts. That's the Hopped Up Network at thehoppedupnetwork.com. And then, uh, what is it? Lookoutcomedyfestival.com or... That's right. Lookoutcomedyfestival.com. Yeah, go uh, get your tickets for the Lookout Comedy Festival. They've got like an all-inclusive thing. You can get tickets for individual events, all that good stuff. What is that popping? That's driving me crazy. What is that? Huh. Maybe my cable. Uh, and then also, Chattanooga Oktoberfest is coming up this weekend. So that's down at the market Saturday and Sunday. That should be a good time. I'll be down there. Go check it out. That's irritating. I think I'm going to switch mics real quick once I hit the uh, button here. But yeah, go check that out. We got Donnie Marsh. He's going to tell us all about the Look at Comedy Festival and more. We're going to pour some beers. I'm going to hit the button and switch microphones. Here we go. Super weird. Super strange. But anyway, we are back here. Episode 211. Technical issues aside, here with Donnie Marsh. He's going to tell us all about the Lookout Comedy Festival, which is coming up. See, the clicking is way worse now. Maybe it's because I was touching it. <laughs> I'll try not to do that. Yeah, can you hear? I can hear. You can hear? Okay. Yes. So, yeah, anyway. This is great. <laughs> after all that, yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, doing all right. Uh, as we record this, it is eight days out from Lookout Comedy Festival, the uh, their second annual uh, Chattanooga's uh, Comedy Festivals. Um, we've got about 27 out-of-town comics coming in from all over the country. Got 18 different states represented and uh, fantastic headliners, Deanne Smith, Ian Abair. Hillary Bagley and Mo Alexander. Uh, prices for individual shows range from free to twenty dollars, and an all-inclusive events pass is uh, eighty-five dollars. Gets you into absolutely every show you want to get into. And how many shows are there? There are thirteen. Yeah, each one ranging, I'm guessing, like two to three hours. Yeah, about two hours. Yeah, about yeah. two hours. Yeah. So what is that? I'm about to say fuck it on this right now and get my back up. If you don't fucking cool it, mixer. I can say all this again. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's just irritating. It's never acted up like this. Like you said, the festival is cursed. Yes. Yeah. How? What kind of curses have you experienced thus far, <laughs> or, or curse induced? <laughs> uh, well, I, I would say the the one. If I could fix one thing right now, it would be uh, for my uh, pressure washing customers to get back into town from their vacations. Ah. Uh, because I'm I'm at the point where it's like, okay, the the money is set aside to pay performers, 
but I am a car accident or a car breakdown away from <laughs> just like selling a limb or something. Yeah. So uh, it would be it'd be really cool if uh, if business picked up there. But uh, other than that, um, I mean, just the festival is set up at this point where it's like once it starts, it will it will basically run itself. Um, we've got. Uh, I mean, this is all like done by volunteers. Like I will definitely not make a profit on this and mm-hmm. everyone who's helping me is doing so out of the uh, goodness of their heart. And, and also just, I mean, selfishly, cause we all like hanging out with other comics and, you know, hanging is out is, um, is a lot of what we sort of do this for. So, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just been, we've had technical issues with the website. Um, we've had, thank you. Um, Keep these in order with the cans. Okay. I'm going to do something I'll different try. tonight. Okay. So this one's on the end. That one's the first. So see, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. But yeah, we've had uh, just technical issues with the website that are now fully cleared up. And like we had, we just had to, <laughs> Clarissa Burton, I don't know if you know her. We had the. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she was like the guinea pig, the first person to buy a festival pass. And she had to be like, it's not working. <laughs> It's like, okay, try it again. Still not working. It's like, okay, try it again. Fortunately, it's like there is there's no better supporter of the local scene. And yeah. she, she humored us for three days while we kept kicking the tires out. So now uh, the sales are running and and we have no issues. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was – because I, I don't know anything about how to set up a website or do like a point of sale – uh, stuff. So I'm just at the mercy of whoever is helping me. And if they're saying like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> uh, what'd you end up? What'd you go through to do it? Tanner? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know that little, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, really, I'm, I know I was told I do not remember. <laughs> so ignorance is bless. No, <laughs> it's hell. Um, but uh, yeah, we had uh, basically uh, Joseph Donovan and Stephen Disbro both like helped and sort of yeah, tag yeah. team the website and got it figured out finally where everything was was up and operating. And so uh, very thankful for that. But yeah, I, I can't wait for us to just be in the place where it's like, let's just do the shows already because the performers are excellent. Mm. Everything's going to be great. I have absolute faith in everyone who's booked on this thing. Um, but all the other behind the scenes bullshit that like I just am way less experienced doing yeah. is, uh, is really well, tough. plus doing your own event mm-hmm. is stressful as fuck. Yeah. Like we were talking before we went on here about the comedy fest, which I've talked a little bit about on here before. So oh, people the, you have mean the context, Bru- the brew check, the, yeah, the brew check comedy yeah, tour, yeah. not fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So the brew check comedy tour, I was sober for that entire thing. Oh, and so that, I'm sorry. That made me hyper aware. Uh-huh. And I, okay, I think it's just me touching it. I think I've got a bad switch. That's what I think that is. Like a microphone on-off yeah. switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have to get out the soldering iron. Yeah, before we get into them, though, the beers here, I'm trying something a little different since <laughs> just me and you tonight. Uh-huh. I went ahead and just have given us a flight. Uh, I don't guess I poured myself any of this one. But yeah, basically, I've just given us a flight of the beers we're drinking tonight. They're mirrored, so they're in order. Put the pink one in middle, so that way it's in order the okay. way you look at it. Got it. And uh, and then I'll open this one last when we get to that. These all look really good. Yeah, I'm very excited about this one in the middle. But uh, the first one's starting out with here, it's just a pretty basic IPA. Apparently, somebody had come into Riverside and said it was their husband's 42nd 
birthday or something like that. And so the wife was getting him a pretty dope present, to be honest, uh-huh. 42 different IPAs. So they had a bunch of different IPAs. I'd never had this one. This is from Nola Brewing. Hop, Hopatulis, I guess is what it's called. Uh, Hopatulis is a product of our brewmaster, Peter Hopzilla Cadu's 30 plus years of brewing experience and overall love for IPAs. Created uh, at our, God, this is a word, Cupatulis Street. It's a New Orleans street, and I know I'm butchering that, but whatever. Uh, Our dry hopped IPA is handcrafted with six malts, six hops, and uh, to accentuate aromas of citrus and pine. We think you'll taste this passion and dedication that has gone into this brew, brewed with love, brewed in New Orleans. It's a pretty decent IPA. Yeah, I've had it before. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's very solid. I definitely get the pine. Yeah, it's just real smooth, drinkable beer. And it comes in a tall can, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not sucking all the moisture out of my mouth either. You said we're eight days out from the comedy festival. That's when, right. When does that, when does that start? October 16th. Uh, we have a huge kickoff party at JJ's Bohemia. Mo Alexander from Memphis is headlining. He yeah. is a, he's a killer. Um, I've and, heard that uh, name somewhere. Yeah. Has he's he been, been on, on uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been on heart of the city okay. and, um, and co- a few other comedy central things. Um, he's one of those guys who's just, uh, you like, he may not look familiar to you, but then you're like, like, Oh, this guy's been making a very good living yeah, by yeah. being a great comic. <laughs> like just no, there's a, the radar, there's a bunch know? of people like that. Yeah. Like, I think that would actually be the way to be instead of being like a high up, like Kevin Hart probably has a real stressful life. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. And it's a stressful life about making people laugh, <laughs> especially recently. But yeah, like, it, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because you, yeah, you just, you get into comedy cause you just, you want to have a good time. It feels good mm-hmm. to make people laugh. And then you wind up being incredibly successful and, and it's suddenly like not fun. I've managed to make it less fun without getting that successful, which I think makes me. That's the key. You yeah, figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a trendsetter there, but yeah, he, um, yeah, Mo Alexander is, um, so because he's from Memphis, I, I put three Memphis comics on the show to like Luke Martyr, Ben Dalby and Andrew Ledbetter mm-hmm. are all from Memphis and it means a lot to them too to be on that. So, um, so they were very excited. And, um, then, uh, you know, Hillary Bagley from, she's from Asheville, North Carolina. She was in the movie Dumplin'. Uh, she MCs a bunch of shows out there and is, and is basically touring uh, all the time. Currently sometimes with Bridget Martin. No, I've and, seen uh, her. Yeah. I, I think at JJ's or Barley. She was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. She was, she's at Barley. She'll I'm be back JJ's. at Barley again. <laughs> These headphones are so shitty, Jared. Jared's not here tonight, but these are the shittiest headphones I've ever used. They're uncomfortable. They sound like shit. And you know where they're from? The festival? The Sharper Image. Oh, the Sharper Image. Which is not in business anymore, which tells you all you need to know about that. Well. Yeah. Hmm. So, fuck those headphones. I'm going rogue tonight. Nice. Um... Yeah, Hillary, Hillary Bagley's doing. Uh, she's doing double duty. She's she's on the uh, she's headlining her own uh, Barley show, and then she's uh, running over to, to headline Improv versus Stand Up the same mm-hmm. night. Um, because we're doing this at, at four different venues, and some of the shows are really close together. Like they they definitely have enough time to yeah. to get over, but it's almost like getting from first period to second period at school. Yeah, when it's you know you're like all right, well that's it, a good little rush though. Yeah, it, it gets you going. Yeah, I, it, yeah, I don't foresee it being a problem, but it's um, especially because the, the two farthest venues well, where like Palace yeah. and Improv uh, Chattanooga. Okay, Improv Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah, that's the first out. So what are the venues? I'm guessing Palace, Improv Chattanooga, JJ's, yep. Barley. That's it. 
That's just it? those four. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Palace is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Saturday, most of the shows are there. Uh, but Wednesday, um, you know, we wanted to do a four-day festival. Mm. And JJ's has hosted, you know, Free Kittens, this great open mic on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barley has hosted uh, Alcoholics Not Anonymous, a, a name I, I still just like, I, you know, I get people in my family who are concerned about me. I feel weird, but like, I'm just, I'm just going to be quiet about like going to this. <laughs> I can't it, it share does, the events. Like if you do tell somebody like that's not in the comedy yeah. or is not really privy to jokes. I know. Yeah, thing, yeah. It does kind of sound like, yeah, we're not really worried about people mm-hmm. knowing that we have a booze problem. Right. Right. So I'm just going to call it the next like, open mic shit faced and proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hammered and and just funny but yeah it's uh work on that one though yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) yeah barley is uh uh and jj's have just um the open mics are already like established there on those nights Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm not gonna reinvent the wheel let's just do a curated show at this like it's gonna run the same way um, if you've been to either of those open mics, it'll feel the same. It'll just be That's a lot good, of comics doing actually. their very best stuff. Because you know? there's a lot of factors that go into those nights that mm-hmm. is beyond just the comics. Like everybody knows where the bathrooms are. Everybody knows the right. bar staff. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what the prices are for drinks, yep. all that sort of stuff. And I don't know, to me, that shit's important. I don't like change. It really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm not trying to make it too yeah. complicated. So. I would love to see this festival grow. So eventually you could have a huge headliner, not huge, but like yeah. a decent sized headliner, like somebody maybe that was like really big in 2005, mm-hmm. then be able to get the Tivoli or something. I would sure. love to see it grow to that. I think that would be dope. Yeah. Well, there, there are a few festivals that I sort of have as, um, you know, this is sort of the model that I'm trying to work towards. Mm. Um, of course, they've been doing it much longer and their festivals are like very established, very popular. Uh, very well run, <laughs> you know? mm. um, and they they have uh, staff, but um, like Red Clay Comedy Festival in Atlanta um, and uh, Limestone Comedy Festival in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, Laughing Skull Festival here. Um, you know, there there are a bunch of really good festivals around. I may be delusional, but I think those are maybe like achievable. And yeah. Red Clay Comedy Festival in Atlanta just had Maria Bamford and Rory Scovel yeah. as their headliners, who were two of my absolute favorites. Yeah, I saw, uh, I follow, what's his name, Ian? Aber. Or Aber? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I knew how to spell it, but I couldn't yeah. figure out how to it's pronounce Hebert. it. It's Aber. I've been Hebert. pronouncing it wrong for two years, uh, like an ass. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but So, yeah, him, I saw he had posted a picture of her, so. Yeah. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, some really good Atlanta comics that, that you know, a lot of us know got to open for her, mm. and um, and she's the sweetest. I met her one. She time. She seems like she'd be super nice. Yeah, yeah. Four years ago, before I started, well, five years ago now, before I started doing stand up, I went to see her in Birmingham, Alabama, and I had several Jamesons, and I stood in line the entire time to like afterwards because she has this like receiving line afterwards mm. where you can just get a picture with her. She's she's very approachable, but. Um, because, you know, she's bipolar and she's very open about it. And, you know, her mother is bipolar too. And, you know, like that runs in my family and it makes it more relatable to me. And like, it's, it's actually helped me <laughs> to mm-hmm. approach some people in my family. And uh, so she means a lot to me. And I, I just wanted to tell her that. <laughs> 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 so I stood in line 
and and uh, she was like my friend uh, Chad's like right up in front of me and he's like all right you know gets his picture and he's really cool and then uh, she turns to me and she goes for a handshake but I just go in for a hug <laughs> and she's so tiny and, and I just hear her go oh as I like wrap my arms around her and I could see like the look in her eye as I as I went in that uh, she was like I'm I'm about to like the fate of John Lennon is about to befall me. Like this, <laughs> this guy is crazy and not okay. And uh, so I, so of course later that night, of course I messaged her. <laughs> this is back. I think when she was still like checking her personal uh, yeah. Facebook, you could just do that. And I was like, Hey, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> um, but I was like, here's why, like everything I just said, like, here's why you mean a lot to me. It was great to see mm-hmm. you. You're fantastic. That's it. And uh, she very sweetly responded, like, no problem. Hugs forever. <laughs> like a thumbs up. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave this <laughs> That's alone. super cool that she responded. Though. Yes. And yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Even her manager is extremely nice. Like yeah. she, as you might imagine, like she has the nicest manager I've ever spoken to. <laughs> so uh, I, I called him about two and a half years ago and, and he very gently sort of let me down like, well, like, since you've never put on a festival before, like, we'd probably, you know, want to wait and see how it goes. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. And he, he, was, he was nicer than uh, another uh, agent I talked to who was, who was much more direct and probably more helpful. But he was just like, he was the guy who represents uh, Rory Scovel back then. I don't know if he still does, but he was just like... If I do my job, Rory Scovel is on a huge sitcom in six months. And the only way I could let you book him is if you have a big pile of money right now. Do you have a big pile of money? I was like, no, I don't have a big pile of money. I'm sorry. And he's like, okay, well, like if you have $10,000, you know, like we can mark this down for one night. And which is kind of a, like a go to hell number. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, sure, he'll do it for $10,000, but like he's got so many friends in the Atlanta area. He he does shows in Atlanta pretty frequently, just when he feels like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it's me, some guy he's never heard of and doesn't trust at all, of course he's going to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to need uh, yeah. half of that up front." And sure, I mean, why wouldn't you? I've got a wet. I don't like doing weddings. Sure, yeah, but I've got a wedding price. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, right? But I don't want to do weddings, mm-hmm. so why not throw out a price like that? Well, it's yeah. like when the Tennessee Aquarium asked me if I would uh, clean their windows. I was like, "Give me a whale." <laughs> No, was, they didn't get back to me. Did they seriously contact you to clean their windows? No, no. no. I actually know who Because I was going to ask, was, did it, if it included uh, like the big points. It does. Yeah, that would no, be uh, You know what? I'll, I'll give them a plug. True Shine Windows, uh, True, True Shine Window Cleaning, a, uh, a competitor of mine, except they do <laughs> stuff I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, how do you clean those windows? Uh, you, you repel down. I mean, like you, you get all this equipment. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, that. You hire a rock climber and then you teach him how to clean windows. Yeah. You don't take a window cleaner and teach him how not yeah. to be terrified of heights. Yeah. That's you can't a very do that. Good point. Yeah. But uh but yeah, it was uh they're doing that for Rory Scoville money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Um and I'm just I'm like, no, nah, I'm not learning how to do that at this point. I'll rent a lift, you know, I'll I'll mm-hmm. drive a lift around, but I'm not getting myself in a harness and yeah. scooting down uh No, because you gotta get better insurance. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's absurd. Like it would honestly, what the insurance would cost me to do, be able to do the job would cancel out. Yeah, yeah, the price. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's so I, I yeah, the last last year's festival was was invite only. 
which is how uh, which is how JT Habersat runs Altercation Comedy Festival in Austin. He's coming in to do a special, like just um, like a showcase that he's mm-hmm. running uh, JJ's on Thursday, October seventeenth. But he basically doesn't want the hassle of doing submissions or having to you know watch things and because he's he's been in Austin a long time, he knows all the venues, he knows how to do this. Um, it it's not that big a hassle to him and it doesn't cost him that much money I'm presuming. Um, but, uh, yeah, last year was, we were kind of doing it that way and it was sort of like, you know, the, the test animal that we shot out into space just to be like, what happens if you do this? And, uh, this, this year we're, we're shooting a human into space and he's not coming back. So, well, I never got a chance to ask you last year. I don't think, or, we did on one of our, our thicker episodes with like three C's where we got trashed or something. But what were your takeaways from last year? Like your criticisms that you were like, I'm going to fix that in 2019. Ooh. Um, well, it seemed to go fairly smooth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If, well, so if, as long as the audiences, the comics and the venues were happy at the end, mm-hmm. then I considered it a success and, and I got really good feedback about that and a lot of very good comics in Nashville and Atlanta now at least knew who I was. So there was a little bit of credibility earned there. Yeah. The, the two big takeaways were like sell passes, sell like just a wristband that gets you into everything because that would have been a nice, just little chunk of money to have up front. So you're not sweating like the last day of the festival. <laughs> like, mm. are we going to sell enough of these tickets? Cause, cause I mean, this festival is backloaded too. Like, most of the, I think half of the shows are on Saturday. So if we were waiting until that day to know if (laughs) this was going to make any money, um, then, then that would be absolutely terrifying. I'm still terrified. We've, uh, we haven't sold a lot of passes, but individual tickets are selling as well. And I'll, I won't find out honestly until after the thing is over, how many tickets we sold. I mean, I'll be able to tell from the crowd, I assume, but Mm. You know, I've, I have I have friends who are helping we, me with the point of sale stuff. And, you know, I can't bother them every day. So how many we sell? Yeah. So, well, and it's hard to not get caught up in that shit. I get right. I get caught up in those fucking numbers with this shit. And, mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you just can't do it. You can't let yourself do it. Yeah. You'll go insane. Yeah. That and and, and actually, like, just take submissions, like charge mm. submission fees to submit, which, I mean, I have a hard time doing because there's still a part of me. That has imposter syndrome. And I'm like, what right do I have to run this mm. or put this together or even help judge somebody else's video? Yeah. <laughs> like videos, like there are videos that are better than what I have that we had to say no to. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh God, like I couldn't get into my own festival. Um, but don't necessarily gauge it on video quality, you know? It's not necessarily about that. It's about the comedy and yeah. Well, when you're when you're judging someone you've never seen before, yeah. you really do have to go by the video, their bio, and there were some like toss ups where you had to go like, okay, I'm going to ask somebody I know from this scene, you know. But if somebody, I mean, if somebody had a really like had a good reputation, but their video was just horrid, you know, they, and I was like, you're not really giving yourself a chance here, mm-hmm. you know. There there are. There are comics who sent it basically everything perfectly. And so like a couple of months ago when we did the, um, we announced the, um, like who, who got accepted, you know, we sort of did a little like play by play, like let's watch some of the best submission videos. You know, I got permission from, from some of them and like sort of Ariel Isaac Norman, for instance, mm. 
I was like, everything about this video is is perfect. It's like, I I just played like the first minute and a half, and I was like, this is really well shot. Um, this looks really great. The lighting is good. Like, she obviously prepared to do this, and the video was also very recent. Mm-hmm. So it, you weren't sending like, oh, this is a good video, for, but it's from four years ago. Like, if you do that, you're kind of implying that you haven't gotten any better since then. And uh, one also to not have the forethought to send like I've shot better shit in four years. You Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm more, you should be more proud of your newer shit. Like the way the delineation goes of improvement. You Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Yeah. But I tell you what, I mean, no one ever told me this. What? Around there. I'm going to. Oh, okay. I want headphones on. It's just those headphones are shitty as fuck. So I'm going to. Yeah. But yeah, if if you. If you're no, a they're not gonna oh them. no, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a local comic here, this is not information that anyone tells you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, um, there's some podcasts like How to Produce Live Comedy uh, is is a really good podcast that mm-hmm. everyone in comedy should listen to, uh, if only to understand how a booker might see you. Um, but uh, like, even if you're not producing shows, it's really helpful. But oh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah, the. Like Atlanta comics, for instance, like almost all of them, whether they got accepted or not, had a video from like the past three weeks of when they posted. Yeah. And so there's just there's a culture of, you know, just hustling and preparedness there mm-hmm. that smaller scenes just don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, and like we, we, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and so you might get like rejected from a bunch of festivals and not ever really know why. Um, it's rare that, you know, you get feedback, which is understandable because they don't have the time. You know, they barely had time to watch your video. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that's still, that's something on my to do list. Like I, I but, did. Uh, you know, if you, if you, if you got a little bit of a staff, mm-hmm. if you procured a little bit of a staff, yeah. I want to talk to you after we're done recording about some of this shit because okay. I got some ideas too, but I don't necessarily want it on here. And don't answer on here. I'm going to ask you after, but if you've like <laughs> done tax shit and all that. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I'm curious on all that. And I got some, yeah, we'll talk after the show. But um, yeah, you need a little bit of a staff, it sounds like. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah or, um, I mean, definitely. I mean, so yeah. like, <laughs> but I mean, there, there's, I could not do this without like other mm-hmm. people helping. I mean, Natasha's the only person I actually like as far as um like helping with the festival that like cuz she runs the social media stuff. Yeah. Like I pay her some t- something to do that like part-time because you know, she's worth it. And uh, aside from that, it's like basically local volunteers, people who already host shows mm-hmm. that you know, like uh Ryan and Bridget and um you know, and everybody who works at these mm-hmm. venues, you know. So, um, so yeah, it, you, you just, you can't, um, do it without, without everyone else, you know, kind of pitching in a little bit, but, um, everyone like I hope is getting what they want out of it. And, yeah. um, you know, it's one, it's something that'll build. Yeah. Like you get in and let it build mm-hmm. and that's what Chattanooga is great for. And Chattanooga outside of the Chattanooga film festival, which I'll keep my opinions to myself on that, but, uh, I've never been, so I can't say, but yeah. I mean, the festival's fun. I had a fun time, but I just think it's, it doesn't really serve the purpose of a film festival 
in my opinion. Is I don't even know to, what the purpose of <laughs> film festival well, is, but other than hopefully seeing, being exposed I mean, to new get, stuff, you, you get see to otherwise. see some new films, but it serves, it seems to serve more as, this is a hot take, I guess, but uh seems to serve more of as a circle jerk for certain folks than uh, necessarily exposing the community well, to new films. Well, now you're speaking my language. Yeah, so. Right, I have to go to this now. So without naming names, you know, mm. it kind of serves as that. Instead of, rather than being about the films, it's more, you know. Ah, I got That's you. just my take on it. I just, I didn't really have a great time. It just seemed what it was about. When well, I was fortunately, there. comedians are famously uh, just, like, not egocentric or overly sensitive at all. Like, we <laughs> are, we are not self-indulgent. We are just, you know, it's really all about serving the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, Certainly no deep-seated, bottomless needs that I have. Getting, uh, and for those, that was sarcasm, people, but uh, (laughs) maybe just getting all of those sorts of people together creates that Mm -hmm. of where it's like, I don't know, it doesn't give me that vibe where it's like when I've been to other comedy shit. I work a comedy film festival in Atlanta doing photos. and Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And it's like, bunch of great people mm-hmm. it doesn't give me the same vibe as chattanooga film festival gotcha and yeah there's a paycheck attached to that but <laughs> still doesn't give me the same vibe yeah like i i would go to that film festival regardless you know yeah well yeah you i mean putting the schedule together for the festival was like assembling like just the jenga tower yeah. and it was that was one of the hardest thing just logistically and um but the like the comics like we've got a couple of comics coming in from LA, another one coming from New York, and you know the, the the big city folks like have been the nicest and most understanding, and like they've made no demands. Like I've had like people from like around the region who were just like, well, I don't want to do this kind of show, and I'm like, yeah, all yeah. right, uh, <laughs> you know? and then but like <laughs> the folks from New York and LA are just like. I know this is very hard. I will take whatever you give me. <laughs> I'll be here all four days. And I'm like, oh, you sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, actually, now that you mention it, I've never thought about that, but there's a direct reflection of that mm-hmm. situation in the shit I do. So I get that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is. It is so open mics in LA are so cutthroat. I've heard yeah. stories of like a list uh, that is like 120 people long. And everyone does two minutes a piece and people put their names on that list and they sit and they wait. And I, I cannot imagine. I mean, and yeah, so I don't know. Some, sometimes I'm, I'm frustrated, you know, to be in a smaller scene, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah. I'm not ready to go anywhere else. <laughs> Do any of the mics here ever get so full on the list that you guys don't get to people or does everybody get yes. to go up? Uh, it it kind of happens cyclically. Like sometimes, yeah. like right now, I think we're in the middle of a, it's like a little boom. I, um, I've noticed that just in yeah. me hitting up you guys to come yeah. on here is I've noticed like, yeah, we're for sure in a little boom right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had one two years ago and then it sort of popped. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people left town, some people just quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but right now, yeah, we're, we're in a little like boomlet and just, you know, if you're the host, that's so many names to keep track of. Yeah. So you have a choice. You either, you either have to put people up way late when there's almost nobody even left. So people are like kind of jockeying for mm-hmm. some of those early spots or you just have to do a bucket and you're like, listen, if you don't get here, like the first 15 names get on the list. And after that, 
your name gets put in the bucket. Yeah. But we're going to draw two of these. So you may, like, when I had, had just started and didn't know any better, uh, this little, the last boom was just starting at JJ's, and Ryan did the bucket spot thing, and I was unfamiliar with this. And uh, so I had gotten out of school. I'd worked all day. I was exhausted, but I was like, I must, I must go. I must get on stage and you know, get some time in. And so I went there and was waiting, and uh, I, my name didn't get picked out of the bucket. And afterwards, I told Ryan, I was like, you know, I'd really just like to know beforehand that I don't need to come here. And he just looked at me like, what, the, what is wrong with he you? He didn't like, give a fuck about that because no, he doesn't. No. And he was just like, what? All right. And so like, I went back like a week later. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> like I talked to a couple people after that. Like Grace was there. She was just like, my two cents. <laughs> don't ever say that. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's fair. No, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it took me no time at all to become entitled. <laughs> mm-hmm. It shouldn't. No. You know, it shouldn't. So, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, you, you, you learn, you know, just by experience when you're accidentally making a fool of yourself. And, and I, under, I understand, I mean, in Atlanta, it's, it's a lot tougher. You, you learn those lessons way faster and way harder and no one's even... Mm-hmm. No, no one. People aren't as nice, not because you know they're meaner. They just don't have the time. Yeah. So in a way, it's it's good because they'll be so much more direct, and you'll get the information you need right mm-hmm. away. Um, and if you ask questions, they'll answer you. But they're uh, they're just way more to the point. That's what I wish more people would pick up on. Is mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt people's feelings, but at the same time, I'm all about efficiency and conveying information. So I'll be a little blunt sometimes to some people. Yeah. And. Uh, and it's just like, no, I'm not being mean. And I've even caught myself getting my feelings hurt a little bit, mm-hmm. but I get over it. It's like, no, they were conveying information. It's information. Information is uh, gives me power to move forward. Yeah. And I wish a little more people would just, uh, that's just my two cents on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. But it's hard. I'm not it, good it's at hard it. On, I don't it's, enjoy it. It's hard on both ways and it's not yeah. fun, but it does make the world a better place. Yeah. Just to be like, look, not hurting your feelings, but uh, you stink. <laughs> you know, literally, like you smell bad or whatever, you know. I still it's can't bring myself to have that conversation. Here. It's tough to tell somebody they stink. I'm not saying like at comedy, just in general, like yeah. they have a bad smell about them. That happens. That, yeah. I mean, even like as adults, sometimes yeah. that happens. Yeah. You're like, does someone, does this guy not know how his breath yeah. smells? Yeah. Does he, re- he, he'd have to know. I'm, I try to be hyper aware of that because I'll, I'll have a cigarette and I'll drink an IPA and there's IPA breath mm-hmm. and it's bad because there's all those hops in this and you know what? You get IPA breath. It's like, yeah. it's like bad weed almost. It's that sort of smell, but on your breath. Yeah. And so I've tried to be hyper aware of it, but some people just don't fucking know. Yeah. I, and I shudder to think of all the mistakes I'm making that I don't even know about that no one feels it's their place Dude, the to tell shit me. that people say about you when you walk out of the room, right. it's like, yeah, Donnie's gone. So yeah, Donnie, you know, all those. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you like when people get to a certain age or some, at whatever age <laughs> you can do it real early, but you just become unteachable. Yeah. And so people go like, well, he's already cooked. Like he's yeah. done. And they don't even try. Right. They're just like, he is the way he is. Yeah. He thinks he knows about yeah. that subject and he's just going to say what he's going to say. Let's all back away. 
I've often wondered at what stage that exists because I try to learn new things and I like learning new things. But, uh, I mean, right now is a weird time just in political correctness and stuff anyway. So it's one of those things of trying to discern of like, is this a moment of like actual forward movement or is this a situation where maybe, you know, I'm 32. Maybe this is, uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or saying this. And I'm, I'm just like that old guy now. Yeah. It's, and, and I'm headed yeah. down that path or, you know, I think about that a lot. A Facebook meme told me today that progress <laughs> is not linear. And I take that to heart. Oh, the memes. I got to go to that, hit the little cowboys room real quick, but uh, mm. hit that, hit that number three down here. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Everybody. Uh, Tanner is, uh, I believe taking a little tinkle. So I'm going to I'm going to sip on this beer here. Well, unattended. Let me uh sip directly out of the can so I can take a little bit extra. Want to get more of my share here. Oh, that's good. Oh, that is that is really good. It's a sour. It's called Always Leave a Note by Southern Grist Brewing Company. Uh this is really good. 6.5% ABV. It's got uh, the artwork looks like a bunch of stacks of little post-it notes. Um, this is a very well-designed can. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's real good. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drink a little bit more here out of the can. Don't tell. By the way, uh, listeners, uh, a couple times ago I was on this podcast, and about half an hour in, I said, if anyone that I know has listened this far. Please message me, text me, use whatever means you need to. Just to let me know you listened, just message me, Donnie, eat poop. And no one messaged me. So I have to take it a little bit personally and just assume that I am the lowest rated guest on this show. Because I know I listen to the episodes. Uh, Anytime there's a local comic on, I listen. I want to hear the gossip, want to hear... Uh, what people think about local comedy and uh, what they need. Did you just say you're the lowest rated rated guest? I assume I am. I told I told you about the eat poop thing. I, I was like, if you've listened this far, say Donnie eat poop to me. Next time you see me or message me, yeah. I receive no messages. No okay. one said it. Okay. Not a one. We need. There needs to be controversy. That's what sucks uh, to sell shit. I hate that. It's, yeah. it's like authenticity. I you know I should have brought Elijah. I should have bought. Mm. I should have brought Elijah Cron. Has, has has he been on this? I don't think he has. He is not. Okay, he is not. Because uh, I don't know if he drinks. I never see him drink. You know, I don't know. I know. I know he did at one point. And uh, so I don't, I, I don't know. And you know, I'm not trying to like. He maybe doesn't put upon people or anything. Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, he'd, I'm sure he'd enjoy hanging yeah. out. But um, he uh, be- because uh, he he doesn't drink. I at least when I see him, I mean, he's sober every time I see him. He just has very clear thoughts yeah. about uh, local comedy, and and sometimes if uh, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to hear something hilarious. I ask him to tell me what he thinks specifically about some local comic, and he will tell me truthfully. He'll just, um, and it was really funny. Uh, it, every time I do it, um, and then I. Because I'm always asking about someone in particular, mm-hmm. but I don't want him to know who. Yeah. So, I, so I throw a bunch of names at him. And I go, okay, okay. And then like the fifth one, I'll just be like, what do you think of them? <laughs> and then, of course, at the end, I'll always say like, 
Elijah, what do you think of me? And he just stares at me for several seconds and then goes, you're a great guy. <laughs> I'm like, Elijah, I was asking you what you thought of my comedy, how good a comic I am. And he was just like, ah, you're a great guy. <laughs> There's a couple, especially new faces recently that I've just been like, keep working. Like, not going to name anybody, but... Yeah, there's a well, bunch of new faces recently. I, That's pretty much all it was last Thursday. Like, yeah. nobody, none of the regular people. I like, think all comics are equally good. <laughs> there you go. Very diplomatic yeah, yeah. of you. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's also just, I mean, different. Sometimes it's different skill sets. It's like, very different skill, like skill yeah. sets and skill levels, mm-hmm. like all thrown into the mix. So it's like, I'm not saying anybody sucks. I'm just saying it's like, oh, Like, I can respect somebody for being like, I'm going to try this tonight. Right. I, I'm, I'm, when I was, when I was a kid, I had a friend who had seemed to have no natural drawing ability. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I want to, I want to be a comic book artist one day. And he carried a sketch pad around with him all the time. And he drew the shittiest drawings (laughs) all the time and was always trying to show us his drawings. And we were like, And uh, I was like, oh, you know, I like I have way more natural drawing talent and everything, but I didn't do anything with it. And this guy's a tattoo artist now. As an adult, he is a he is an a, like an accomplished tattoo artist. He, I swear, he is the reason I feel so like superstitious about telling anyone who doesn't seem to have natural talent that they mm-hmm. should hang it up. Mm. Because I'm like, no, I don't know, man. <laughs> like some well, people those just people, are they so learn stubborn. it on a technical skill. Yes, yeah, on a technical skill level that takes it. That's a completely different thing yeah. than just being able to feel it or yeah. whatever you want to call it. And I mean, I don't know if there's anything more subjective than comedy. So mm. I mean, there's some t- some people I've booked on Chat Talk tonight who like I don't always necessarily think are that funny, but like the audience does. Yeah. Like, I don't really get what they're necessarily doing, um, but the audience mm-hmm. thinks they're great, <laughs> you know? Um, and I listen to audience feedback and, you know, when people say like, oh, they did great, you know, like you should have them back on. Like I, mm. I do. <laughs> so what sort of comedy don't you get? Uh, Cause like for me, like the old Greg stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. I mean, it's fun. It's goofy. It's silly. But like, I don't I'm not like, ha, 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 you know, laughing out loud to it. Um, Or like, uh, what is the there's another one on Adult Swim that was just uh, like not Bill and Ted, but Mm -hmm. Tim and Eric. Okay. like I thought that was a little weird. That's the sort of comedy I don't get. Like, it doesn't really do anything for me. Like what what don't. What doesn't jive with you, like, comedically? Yeah, I would say, like, a third of Tim and Eric. Just, I'm, like, I don't even yeah. know. Like, I understand that there's something inherently funny about, like, anti-comedy, but yeah. but there is a shelf life to it. And, yeah. like, it it can, like, things like that can go out of fashion. I mean, like, sometimes I'd, like, I remember watching Three Stooges as the kid and just mm. not getting it. And just, like, I don't, I mean, I, I like it more now than I did yeah. as a kid, which makes no sense because it was slapstick. Mm-hmm. But... I guess now it's more about like how much they hate each other. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to me, but um, I think, I mean, there's a difference between not getting something and just being bored by it. Or like, I think I'm, I haven't talked to anybody else uh, in person anyway. Of course mm-hmm. there are takes online and stuff. I haven't talked to anybody else who just kind of didn't like the last Bill Burr special. Didn't do anything for me. Mm. I, 
I like Chappelle's special. Mm. Um, I there were a couple of things where I was just like, eh, all right, you know. But moving on, like, <laughs> like yeah. I liked it. I liked it as a whole. Um, I made it like halfway through Bill Burr's, and I was I was just bored. Like it was it was too predictable to me. Like what? Like oh, okay, what's his take on this, and what's yeah. he going to say about it? I was like, yeah, yeah. This is just like a more finely tuned version of like a lot of people I just hear talking on Facebook mm-hmm. right now. Um, so it it on it felt pandery to me. And maybe it wasn't, and I, it's strange. I have people who are like friends who are extremely liberal who were just like, Bill Burr's special was great. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I've, not, right. I've not watched his new one yet, okay. actually. Yeah. And I mean, I, but I, like, I like, I like him in interviews. I think, mm-hmm. I think he's definitely very funny, but I, he's not to me who he is to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, um, I guess I, I don't. I enjoy Bill like Burr, to be honest, like, I remember becoming a fan of his in maybe like 2013 or 2014. Mm-hmm. And he'd first gotten a, it was the black and white special he put up on Netflix. Oh, like it was wow. shot in black and white. Yeah, yeah. And I remember just clear I was like, they filmed this in black and white. Uh-huh. And that's and I'd seen him on stuff before, like Breaking Bad and a couple different yeah, things. Yeah, he's great on like, that. I'd never really paid attention to his comedy until that black and white special. And then I was like, this guy's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, I don't know, as it's gone on, I enjoy him way more watching him in interviews mm-hmm. and like on podcasts and stuff than I actually do. Like, which speaking of, yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched Theo Vaughn's podcast. No. But it's pretty decent. I think Theo Vaughn is just like a weird ass, uh-huh. real individualistic dude. Uh-huh. Like just one of the weirdest guys. I'd love to meet him and just sit down and talk to him. I really like, enjoyed him live. I saw him about three years ago at but, the Comedy uh, Catch. He had Bill Burr on his podcast. And it's like it's not like they hated each other. It's just clearly those two people didn't jive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah, you guys aren't gonna be going out to like hang out. Yeah. Like, you know. But outside of that, I've I've almost enjoyed Bill Burr a little more mm-hmm. in like an interview setting just kind of shooting the shit than I do in his stand-up. Yeah. Because he's usually working in his bits anyway, but I don't need the big presentation of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, um, is it uh, Sebastian Maniscalco? He just did the the VMAs, and mm. he did a bunch of stuff like, oh, you think this is a safe space? It's not a safe space. Yeah. It's, like, it's a lot of the same like topics and stuff yeah. that are like a little tired right now. Um or like, um, like in, anytime you hear, like you hear like an older uh, person say like, you know, they make fun of trans issues by saying like, well, I identify like as a good looking person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, all right. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this is, this is a five-year-old joke that apparently will never die. You're yeah. just going to keep saying this. <laughs> but, Dude, I can't remember what it was, but Mark Marin, uh, I should have looked it up before the show if I knew it was going here, but he had a really good quote that he came out with recently because mm. he's been doing press rounds for Joker. He's oh, okay. apparently in that. Huh. And uh, somebody had asked him about PC culture and cancel culture and all that that we're going through right now and about how comedians can't take risks. And he was like, no, nah, you can still take risks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's different. <laughs> like, it changes with the times. The whole day. He had a great quote. I should have pulled it up, but I didn't know yeah. where we were going to go here. I- I heard somebody say, again, I don't even know who, but they, they said, like, how do you square the idea that you can't do, you can't be funny anymore, you can't do comedy mm. with the fact that there's so much comedy? 
like uh, clearly it's still being made. No one's being stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do and say what you want to say and do. I mean, if well, there's still okay a large people, portion know. of people. Yeah. All you see on the news are the people on the right and the left mm-hmm. that are pissed at each other. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge portion of people in the middle. There's like, no, nah, we're good. Yeah. And then there's always escapism. So people wanting to get out and go talk, talk about shit, listen to shit, view shit that takes them out of this world for a minute, this miserable world. Yeah. And comedy picks up that tab for yeah. a lot of people. And so a lot of these people don't care. I mean, the amount of times I've been at one of the open mics here and actually seen a, which here it's not a huge community or city. So it's not necessarily a proper metric, mm-hmm. but I've rarely seen one of you guys heckled like legitimately. No. Yeah. Like, it's very rare. I think I've seen it once. Like to where it was like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. But other than that, it's mostly just like it's kind of a fun banter. Like, yeah, yeah. it's uh, no one, no one's out for blood. Yeah. You know, you might, you might like kind of sort of pick on somebody in the crowd, but uh, you know, I, I th- Jeff Ross said something about the um, uh, like when when Michael Richards or mm-hmm. the Kramer did the thing yeah. where it's like, yeah, where where like he's yelling the N word and and stuff and like, and he's handling handling a heckler as poorly as you can handle it. <laughs> and Jeff Ross was like, back back then they were like they're like, yeah, he can't use these words. And Jeff Ross was like, oh, you can use them. You can make these jokes if you're a professional. Like you need to be a trained professional to <laughs> to dabble in that. Like I always think of that. I'm just like, yeah, there are things yeah. I I don't have the skills to handle yet. Yeah, and I don't know if I ever will. Doesn't need to uh-huh. be my thing. Um, it would be like if Jim Gaffigan was making sex jokes. I don't want to hear that from Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. I'll hear it from somebody else, but not Jim mm. Gaffigan. <laughs> so you just you start you sort of learn sometimes like what the audience wants to hear from you and what they'll accept. And you probably need to go by that to some degree. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Dave Chappelle can say things I can't. And sometimes even he's not hundred mm-hmm. percent funny about it, but he's way more qualified than I am. Well, and something, uh, touching on that for a minute, which just is kind of like an open letter to other comedians that, or here in Chattanooga, maybe listening to this. Cause I know we've talked about being this, but like being a little more family friendly. Yes. I remember you've said that your stuff, you try to gauge in, a little bit yeah. to where it's not a hundred percent family friendly, but you've definitely got stuff. Right. That not family friendly, but it's PG 13. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, and, and really that's, that's just a, an issue of differentiation. Yeah. You know, if everyone here were clean, then it would be yeah. funnier to be dirty. Like to, yeah. if you were the somehow the dirty comic. That when would, it's yeah. gotten to some, which I feel like I'm kind of a fly on the wall in all this because mm-hmm. I get you guys on here. I go to the open mics and shit, but I'm not really a part of it. I'm just kind of there watching, and uh, but not necessarily as an audience member. I don't know. I feel like a weird spot in there, but um, I also know the bartenders and mm-hmm. bar owners and brewery owners and shit. And so I know there was a open mic that was shut down, not like a big deal. They just mm-hmm. didn't see any profit. It okay. was a new one down at a place in St. Elmo. Uh-huh. I'll tell you after, I don't want to name names on here, but uh, I was talking to the owner. He was, he was complaining about, uh, he was like, yeah, man, I got, I got families coming in here uh... and I don't need, 
people up here telling balls and cum jokes. Right. I'm fine with it personally. I don't exactly, care. Yeah. I think it's funny, but I'm trying to run a business. I see. And uh, and I've even noticed that over where that's a big thing right now here in the city of like, and I'm dirty as fuck. <laughs> be dirty. I don't yeah. care. But it may be a good time. You know, you were talking about how it's cyclical. Things come in waves. It may be a good time for the wave to come through. It's like, come up with some clean jokes. Yeah. You Just, know? It's, it's a good time to pivot. And also, yeah. like, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm putting together a, a clean, like, small corporate show that, that mm. sort of jumped in my lap. And they were like, we want, like, we want an hour of comedy. And, you know, just like any, you know, and they don't know anything about Chattanooga comedy. Mm. They, they, they don't go to shows or anything. But they're just like, they just imagine that, like, a lot of people, that, like, the, the dirty comics get paid more. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but, and really, it's, it's the opposite. Like, the cleaner you are, the more money you'll make. Yeah. Because you can be booked anywhere. Yeah. And uh, like I've I've started telling comics on Chat Talk tonight, I was like, we're as we film this now, we're we're trying to have like a PG edit, yeah, and an R edit. And I'm like, if you can be PG most of the time, your clip is going to get shared mm-hmm. way more because people can share it unself consciously mm-hmm. without you know uh, you know aggravating <laughs> you know that that relative or your boss <laughs> or like or your old teacher who hasn't seen you in a long time who's just like what are you doing with your life <laughs> that you're sharing this so um, yeah it's plus you know you can always make a clean joke dirtier but it's hard to make a dirty joke clean yeah and that's that's i mean dusty slay is a really good like up and coming comic who's just i think he's done like his Second tonight show appearance. Like I always quote him because he know he is. Yeah, what, I saw he's that. Where I, I saw get. that dude. Yeah. On because uh, I know it. He's friends with one of the ladies that Natasha has had on once a month. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, he might be married they, to her, Hannah Hogan. Yeah. Her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's his so wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is his wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just knew they were somehow affiliated and hung out a lot. And so <laughs> I'd see, that, yeah. well, I had seen her down at once a month and then through her six degrees, seven bacon found him. And then I was like, wait, that's that guy. Yeah. I saw him on Conan or something like yep. that. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know if he's done Conan yet. He, he might have. He's, it was, it was one. Of he's them. definitely got yeah. like one Kimmel and two yeah. Fallons, but, uh, he, yeah, he's, he's essentially like where I want to go. And in a lot of, in a lot of ways, it's like, he's, um, like he's 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 generally like booked where I mean as much as he wants to be booked, and his fans are down to earth people, but are like they appreciate comedy, like they're smart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it's like when I first started doing stand up, I was like I was I was freshly single, and my target audience was women who read. Like that was it. I was like that's that's who this is for uh, every single night. But the um, which is which is a, a great audience, you know. They they, uh, they pay for shows, and they want smart jokes. But the um, uh, they're also better kissers than men who don't read. I'll just tell you that. But they, mm. um, yeah, Dusty Slay is the men that like, don't read. Men who don't read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't do. Uh, yeah. I, I've been disappointed. <laughs> <sighs> Crack a book, Dolby. But uh, anyway, the. Um, yeah, he's, he's just, um, I like his approach a lot and he's very just 
freely forthcoming on his podcast about like, like he's like, I can't tell you how to make it from New York or LA. I like, I got where I got from Nashville. Mm -hmm. This is a particular size city, particular scene, but here are the steps I took and here's how you can do all of these and look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself if you're really doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, like be, be tough on yourself. And like, and they're all, I mean, especially like the first three or four episodes, you're just like, I know all of this, <laughs> but you're like, but I needed to hear it again. Yeah. You know? But are you really doing it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and I'm not like, I, mm-hmm. and I can make the excuse right now. It's like, well, it's really hard to do this and run a festival mm-hmm. at the same time. But you know, when I'm, when I'm done with the festival and I, you know, take two months off basically, um, like, am I going to be writing? I need to make sure I am, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, but yeah, all the information you need to succeed is there. Um, you may not have the, the talent, um, but, or the audience may just not have, maybe you're ahead of your time. <laughs> it happens. It can happen. It happens. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I've told people before, I used to be in a band and I never felt the audience like me <laughs> as a singer. <laughs> Wait, you were like the front man. Yeah, yeah, I was okay. the lead singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. Nice. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was, an, it was a different time. <laughs> how how long ago was this? Uh, this was from two thousand five to two thousand eight. Okay, so this is a while. Yeah, ago. yeah it's like yeah. fifteen years. Ago. I generally tell people it's like we just sounded like like if last uh, week all like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers all had head injuries. Just uh, we were, but all of them. Yeah. But maybe no, Goo Goo Dolls with head injuries. Maybe I don't know. It was it was uh, mm. this. But it was not great. You know, you look back and, I mean, it's like reading your old diary entries from when you were in high school. And they're just like, this is so embarrassing. This is so bad. Uh, Anyway, I have 30 of those CDs left. I'll give you one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like everyone has ever been. I will play that on here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Never mind. If you Uh, give it to me, it's getting played. Okay. Okay. Uh, We'll, we'll. We'll do it. We'll do it. But yeah, anyone needs a coaster. I've got a bunch of those things yeah. left. We had 300 uh, printed or pressed, and we greatly overestimated demand. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I still, like, even, like, my, my peaks, like, the best I ever did doing that, I never felt a connection uh, with, well, let's say the audi- my audience, because not everyone is my audience, but the people who like me, like, like me way more than our even our fans did, who many of whom were in our family. <laughs> so I mean, was this like, yeah, this was MySpace era. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We we're probably one of the ones that got erased. Yeah. And good. I riddance. got erased. Yeah. Oh. I got erased. Let's talk about these beers for a minute yeah, though. Yeah. This was kind of uh, my new thing I wanted to try. I'm gonna try a little bit of a different format tonight where I poured all the beers and we've been drinking them this whole time. Well, at least I have. And uh, they're in order the way they're mirrored here across the table. So going across, they should be mirrored to you. Um, they are. Not there. But, uh, yeah, so I want to talk about these beers. I figure let's drink them all through the episode like a fucking flight. And then we can talk about them in the last part of the episode. So starting with the NOLA. Hapitulus. I read that flavor text on there. And then we also had the Lassie What You Think About This from Westbrook Brewing. That's a tasty one. 
Yeah, that's real good. Did you try this Southern Grist one? I did. Ooh, it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Drink uh, that this while is you were in the... Uh, always the leave toilet. a note from Southern Grist. And then we've got uh, Cloaks and Mirrors Sour Milkshake IPA from uh, Monday Night Brewing in Atlanta. So, yeah, what's, what's sticking out to you here? Because for me, it was definitely that Southern Grist. Oh, yeah. Right here, the uh, Always Leave a Note. I'm still... I'm still- Deciding between that one and, and the cloaks and mirrors. Let me see. It smells like fruity pebbles milk. Like if you've eaten a bowl of fruity pebbles. Oh, I have. You've got the milk after. That's what mm-hmm. it smells like. Oh yeah. I don't know. I think I might. I think I might like the cloaks and mirrors uh, just a little bit more. That's the sour milkshake IPA. Cloaks and mirrors is stinky, man. It's real stinky. With peaches, cinnamon, and vanilla. It says. But Monday night has a great souring facility where they do all these. Uh, may I read the, the flavor text? Go for it, my man. Uh, for Cloaks and Mirrors here. Um, Cloaks and Mirrors is a sour IPA hopped with citra. To accentuate the tart citrus notes of the base beer, we added fresh Sun Prince peaches, Vietnamese cinnamon sticks, and Ugandan vanilla beans. Those Ugandan vanilla beans. And don't forget about the Vietnamese uh, cinnamon. No. Yeah. Mm. Special cinnamon. I like to think that the uh, always leave a note, though, which is quite tasty, is a reference to Arrested Development. Oh, that is totally where that's from. And that's why we always leave a note. That is totally where that's from. I did not even make that connection, but that is 100% where that's from. Yeah, the always leave a note is a lactose sour ale brewed with vanilla marshmallows, tangerine blood orange, and dry hopped with Amarillo hops. 6.5% 6.5% ABV. Oh, and it looks like it was a collaboration with Mile Wide Beer Company. No, I think the Southern Grist, always leave a note. I think that was my pick for the night. Okay. Where, where are they based out of? Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. They always do good. Well, not always, but I would say like 95% of the time, they're doing good stuff. It smells like Fruity Pebbles milk. It's yeah. very easy to drink. I'm definitely, I kind of like waiting to talk about these until the end because I'm a little buzzed now. <laughs> like, I had a beer before the show. That was kind of the idea. Hmm. Now, what does this mean for the, the Lassie, what you think about this, which is uh, distinctly um, different color from the other yeah, ones? Yeah, clearly a different color. It's, it's burgundy, pink. Yeah. yeah. So it's a nice pink flavor uh, or uh, color but yeah lassie what you think about this it says a tart raspberry lassie inspired ale what does that mean lassie and because it's not spelled like lassie the dog a lassie and do you know what that means anyway a lassie inspired ale with copious amounts of red raspberry puree and rounded out with milk sugar and vanilla beans so it's it's getting a little cooler now finally but i my taste for sours has not gone away um i still like the fact that these last three were refreshing. I wasn't so much into the uh, Hot Pichulis IPA. It was fine, but uh, the other three are at least good. And I think the, I think I might like the Cloaks and Mirrors just a little bit more than Tanner does, but, but that always leave a note is real good. Tanner is uh, looking things up. It's L A S S I, right? Yeah. L A S S I. He is checking his email. Lassie is a traditional yogurt-based drink from India. Oh, okay. So it could be that. Because I do kind of get a yogurty. Yeah. 
you can really tell that uh, economically speaking, we're at the top of the market. Because you remember like back in 2010, there would be like, yeah, this is from the weeds in my yard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like now we're getting specialized yogurt from India. This is, uh, this can't last. No, no. <laughs> we live in a weird time where you can order anything you want. Like this had Vietnamese cinnamon. Mm-hmm. It's what, Indian yogurt, whatever's in that. Yeah. It's really helped my complaining, you know, just whining that I don't have everything I want at all times. If it's not Madagascar vanilla, I don't want it. I do really like Madagascar vanilla. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to pass these Indonesian cinnamon sticks off as Vietnamese cinnamon sticks. Fuck faces. God. I can't smell. No. Yeah. I can smell the volcano. Uh, now, I love the Southern Grist, the always leaving out. That's my pick for the night. Well, yeah. agree to disagree. It smells like my favorite cereal. Yeah, I'm not smelling the same thing you are, but it's... No. Uh, you don't get Fruity Pebbles on that? Not exactly. I mean, it's good. Now, what do you get off of it? Then? Uh, Tell me your feelings. I'm smelling my bad breath on the glass. I'm starting... I'm that guy. I'm the guy with the bad breath. Yeah, I get it. Well, okay. So to explain to you why I get a fruity pebble smell, there's definitely a fruit coming through on it. Oh, definitely. Like a, uh, see, what is it? Sour. I get the tangerines for sure, but I guess the marshmallows and the vanilla give it a milky. It's also got lactose in it. So that's definitely giving, I mean, it is milk, but, uh, that combined with the malt profile with the fruit is what makes it taste like Fruity Pebbles to me. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's, it's just uh, way more tart for me than that. So I'm not getting the, uh, the, the smooth milkiness. God damn it, I've mixed up my glasses. This is the quietest and most chill your cat has ever been during the podcast. Eh, she probably wore herself out before. She's on a little bit of a diet, and she her little body went into ketosis, and oh. panic ensued. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, tomorrow tomorrow is my birthday, and I don't know when, but I Feliz am. Please oh, Thank you. I'm, I'm being taken to the Naughty Cat Cafe because mm-hmm. I I am a cat man. Yeah. But uh, I, I I live with uh, with one who is allergic. Ah. And so we can't have a cat. And so uh, she's graciously taking me to the Naughty Cat Cafe. And I assume wearing a beekeeper's outfit of some kind. <laughs> Beekeeper so. outfits are dope, though. Oh, sure. I, w- I wish I had one. I bet you feel so, like, just invincible in one. Yeah. And you are from bees. Yeah. And nothing else. Man, I want to get one of those just to go around smacking, like, wasp hives. <laughs> That would, yeah. Yeah, that would be very satisfying. Yeah. Just let them so build up on the corner of your house over the summer just so you can smack it. <laughs> like, fuck all y'all. If it wasn't for the fact that they would just be making more wasps, right. I would do that. They'd probably be talking to each other about yeah. you. Like, this guy's just pointing and flexing. There was all one summer. on the corner of my apartment here on the other side. Yeah. And I totally hit that bitch with a nerf dart mm. it didn't really do much oh. i mean it riled a couple of them up but it's not like they stood up on their hive and were like you know yeah it's kind of what i wanted yeah of course so then i could shut the window real quick be like nope 
I knocked a big one down the other day at a, at an assisted living facility. I bet you I was, deal with uh, that a lot. Actually. I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. No, yeah. I don't want to brag. <laughs> uh, kind of a wasp magnet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have a I have a thirty foot extension pole for window cleaning that I, I stretched out all the way and just like whacked this uh, little nest down that had probably about thirty wasps. And their consternation was hilarious because, like, the nest has, has dropped and they're all buzzing around up there mm. and just like, what the, what the hell was that? <laughs> what? I'm going to sting this pole. Oh, dang, it hurt me. <laughs> oh. It's impenetrable. Yeah. What do we do, Ricky? Yeah, the, the manual did not prepare us for this. <laughs> it told us to jab our asses in it. <laughs> Go back, read the direction. My, my ass can find no purchase in this steel pole. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot. I got a little bit of beer news to go through here. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, not beer news, just kind of news in general. But, uh, yeah, did you hear about Coyote Jacks? I heard there was some violence there. Yeah, they like third person died. Oh, which what else is new? It's like, what does it take to get that place shut down? Uh, But apparently this time, well, let's back up. The guy that owned it was Mayor Burke's uncle. Oh. Yeah, so there's a little bit of political ties there. Mayor Andy Burke has recused himself from any sort of anything involving it. Okay. Because he doesn't want to seem favorable. And uh, so old Uncle Ronnie Burke has handed it over to his girlfriend, uh, Tammy Taylor. Who's, that sounds like a made-up name, but... Yeah. Yeah, has handed over his shares of ownership to her as, for whatever reason, but it's still going to be open. He's just handed over ownership. Like, big shooting down there this weekend. Somebody died. Need to put a sign up. Yeah. Stabbings only. Or like a, maybe a, maybe like a crate of sorts over in the parking lot in front of it where you just like put flak jackets like kind of like when you're yeah. you go on like a river rapids ride mm-hmm. and they have the the bin of of flotation vests yeah yeah life vests you know <clears throat> you could have that with flak jackets before going into said coyote jacks i don't know coyote <laughs> jackets that's how you can sell them <laughs> i mean if that doesn't sound awesome i don't know what does i think more things in life need to be like the movie tombstone but it would be cool if you had, like, an old-timey sheriff yeah. just up there. Like, Hand well, over your guns, boys. Go on down to Coyote Jacks because I think Tombstone is happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think there's a little more race wars involved or oh, gang really? activity than Tombstone. But ultimately, Tombstone was about gang activity. So. Yeah, I've, I've never been there, uh, partly because uh, the, the shootings deter me. But yeah, I th- yeah. after after well, a while, it's three levels and over like fifteen thousand square feet of everything to tingle your senses. <laughs> so I don't know why we let's go there after this. Is there an old timey piano playing Camp Town Ladies and uh, where, where it has room? everything to tingle your senses, Donald? You underestimate my senses. It takes a lot. Well, to make it, them it says they have everything to tingle. Your senses. Oh, that's their slogan? Yeah. I thought you were just I'm saying I may be paraphrasing, but oh. no, it, that's actually like part of their shit. Uh, now I kind of 15,000 square feet, three levels. I do kind of want to go. More now. than you need to tingle your senses. Okay. We should. Let's get some flak jackets and go. Anytime my senses have tingled, square footage of the location rarely had anything to do with it. But it's 15,000 square feet. Okay. Yeah. 
three levels, 15,000 square feet, more than you need yeah. to tingle all of your senses. Remember the first time you went to a casino and you were like, God, this is depressing. <laughs> the first time I, I this would be cool. The first time I went to a casino, I did think it was awesome. Really? But it wore off real quick. Yeah. Like that ice melted real quick mm. for me. Where like now, if I could never go into another casino the rest of my life, I'd be okay. If I never went to Las Vegas again the rest of my life, I'd be okay. Bunch of cool art, bunch of cool architecture, but it's all fucking fake shit. Yeah. Like, eh, not into it. Yeah. Not to insult, uh, well, it's going to be insulting, but not to, in, not intentional uh, but to insult people who enjoy casinos. Yeah. But as a rule, anytime I feel like I might be the smartest person in a room, I know I'm in a pretty dumb room. Yeah. And I, I need yeah. to get out of there. Yeah. And that's how I felt when walking through a casino. I was just kind of looking around and going, ah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is not where this is not where a smart person spends his money. Yeah. You know? God damn it. What is wrong? I have to hit the little cowboys room again. But we gotta shut down here soon. Yeah. So while I'm pissing, promote lookout comedy fest. Okay. Yeah. I will do that. Uh, yes, uh, www.lookoutcomedyfestival.com. Uh, it's got all the shows on sale individually as well as uh, a festival pass. Uh, if, if I had my druthers, I'd, I'd like for you to buy the festival pass because uh, it's more money. And it would uh, just, you know, help us worry a little bit less. I know in Chattanooga, people rarely buy tickets in advance. But um, when you do, I remember your name and I really appreciate it. So uh, in any case, I uh, can't say enough about uh, the folks that we've got coming in. Mo Alexander again from Memphis. Hillary Bagley, a uh, great comic and uh, actress from, uh, from Asheville. Then Deanne Smith is uh, going to be the last night. And before that, Ian Abair, who just recorded his first comedy album called Night Sugar. Uh, he's a fantastic Atlanta comic. And uh, Deanne Smith is, um, she's on uh, Netflix's Comedians of the World. And um, she was at the Palace Theater a little over a year ago. And just one of the funniest people I've ever seen in person. Got some specialty shows, Comedy Clapback, Comedy Island. Uh, these are all, uh, there are Facebook event pages for all these things. And please just follow us on, uh, on our Facebook page, Lookout Comedy Festival. Yeah. Good timing on that. Hey. Yeah. Professional over here. You're, almo you're almost done peeing. But uh, yeah, besides the Lookout Comedy Festival, Go check out the Chattanooga Oktoberfest this weekend. It's a good time. It's happening Saturday and Sunday. It's basically the regular market with way more beer, and you get to wear a fun hat with a feather in it and drink uh, way more beer and buy all the other regular bullshit you buy down at the Yuppie Flea Market. Um, and then get on down to Riverside Wine Spirits. This Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they've got special tastings going on. So that's right. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 4 to 6, you can get down there, get special tastings of whiskeys, the same regular growler promo they got going on Friday and then the uh, regular wine promo they got going on Saturday, but they've also got whiskey tastings and rum tastings and all that good stuff. So go check that out. Should be a good time. And as usual, check us out on the Hopped Up Network and at brewchat.com. And that's brewchat with two T's. This has uh, been episode 211 with Donnie Marsh. Thank you. Internet.